you guys. Welcome back to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Courtney Kosak, and today we have a very special inaugural episode of our Sex in the City style happy hour roundtable. <gasps> well, uh... You're the first, you're maybe the Samantha, Sarah? Oh my God! Can I call you? I know I did like seeing who was tagged, like <laughs> what we were tagged as. I was. I, I'm doing a fundraiser for UN refugees, um, and Kristen Davis does a lot of work with them too. Oh, that and, was Mallory's tag, and it's funny. very exciting to see. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm stoked. I'm here with Sarah Benincasa, who is the Samantha, and Aaron Mallory <laughs> Long, who is the Charlotte. I think. That feels right. I've never, I, I never like loved Sex in the City. Like I don't know everything about Sex in the City, but I always like saw Charlotte and was like, I think that's probably me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she's always very well put together, very well accessorized. She has a, 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 a superficial quality to the character that as it goes on is like shown to be a veneer. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, yeah. a lot of depth okay. and love there. I'm also married to a bald man. I think it's just like, <laughs> it feels like, right to me. You're like, like secret. I was just talking to Aaron about this before you got here, Sarah, but she's like secretly married. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know, know you were married. <laughs> Sarah, you definitely knew I was married. I did, but then I thought you were not married anymore. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> I just was like, well, I don't know. Like, I just, But here's the thing. Whoa. I had no evidence for either. Th- I knew you you were, I had evidence for you being married. I think you confirmed it to me once. I had no evidence for you not being married. It was just that in my mind, I invented a story about your life. <laughs> and it was just like, ooh, Aaron's like doing, ooh, I feel Aaron's like she's really married. going through a wild time. Totally invented. It's, it's her I invented Instagram. A it's the, her Instagram. I, she was doing like cute shit and fashionable and sometimes traveling home and showing like fun stuff that I love from the East Coast. And I'm like, it's a single it's a single girl's Instagram mm-hmm. though. This, I have a friend who does this too. She's been married for years. See, I think she it's a, it's a, it's keeps a thing. It private. Yeah, she it's keeps a thing. private. It's also like like people who I see day to day or people that we both know or we've been friends with since college like obviously know like they were there when we got married like so it's like it's not a thing that I feel like I need to like announce and like I'm never a person who's gonna be like my husband did the dishes he's the greatest like because like we're just not like (laughs) that and I've never been like that so I feel like when we started dating even like it's like we first of all started dating when we were 20 but it's like I was never posting like a lot of things of like you just feel Look like us together. The relationship is in performance art. Yeah. I was talking to somebody. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Courtney, but I was talking to somebody today uh, about a, a mutual friend. And I was like, I feel like so much of what she does. Look, I perform online. I like to do goofy shit and be a goofball. And I like oh, yeah. positive attention and all that shit. Yes. But I have this friend who her relationship, not just on social media, but in general, is very performative. It's a mm. lot of like... Um, you know, you'll sit down and she'll just tell a whole table of people about how great her life is and how wonderful he is. And that's how you know it's really good, though. Yeah, because they have <laughs> all the time. But I really respect, like, I think if if I fall in love with somebody, I'm probably that's like not going to be a public thing for quite a long time, right. if it ever needs to be. You know? Oh yeah, right. I mean, I ta- I feel like air air cheers. Oh air oh, cheers, air cheers. Gals, cheers. So cheers. this is clink. Wait, I need a. We need a one clink. We on need the a mic for audio. Just... It'll sound good. Okay, ready? I'm <laughs> clinking together. Me and Aaron Mallory Long's. <laughs> Mike loves you. It's right like now. making your Barbies kiss. The sound guy just came. He's like, yes, <laughs> we're married now. <laughs> he 
also has a cool jujitsu shirt on, and I'd like to have a conversation about that if we have time later during the breakdown after this episode. Just putting that out there. Mike is garnering lots of attention. Um, <laughs> I think it's cool to put your relationship online. Like I, I used to. I had a boyfriend, um, and we would do goofy shit online together. Sometimes we even did a couple TV spots because we both did talking head stuff. And, uh-huh. um, but, uh, but it wasn't like it was never like look how happy we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're so happy all the time. I, I feel... So, I talk about my relationship for the show, I mean, to a certain extent. But it, on your social media, which I've stalked lightly, <laughs> you don't have a bunch of shit about it. Oh, no. It's pretty... It's and, private. like, yeah. we have cute pictures of us where we're, like, cuddled up and right. whatever. But I'm, like... It's... I'm not... I am veer more toward the private side, I would mm-hmm. say. And it just hasn't felt like, yeah, he's on there. He's made an appearance. Totally. But I'm not like, and unveiling my 2017 boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, totally. His totally. Name is Tom Cruise. <laughs> Did you start that rumor that you're Tom Cruise's latest. It's actually and Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom no. Cruise. Way better, more genuine relationship. I used to as my go to example of all famous handsome men. People are like, wait, but there's a lot of other connotations there. And I'm like, I forgive everything. They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, you're right, I don't. <laughs> it's like, just don't. It's fine. I just think your anti-gay cold is He's terrible. a great movie star. Let's just focus on that. Oh, sparkling eyes, the teeth. I'm obsessed with it. I can't wait I to like see the mummy. Old, <laughs> I like love Tom Cruise. I like 90s Tom Cruise or like, oh. you know, in the past Before Tom Cruise. I really knew. Any Tom Cruise. I just, I don't want to marry him. But like, I love watching him in movies. He doesn't want to marry crazy you person. <laughs> He, he wants to marry your husband. He absolutely doesn't want to marry me for lots of reasons. Um, that's kind of one of the things, other things too, though. It's like we're in Los Angeles. Like I do feel like when I tell someone, if someone doesn't know that I'm married and they find out, they immediately add like six years to my age. Do you oh, know? Really? Like it's like, yeah. I feel like people are like, oh, Thank you must you. be like More old champagne. then. Like you must be very elderly if it's you're like married. Mature, well, you, I have, I will tell you this. I have always thought you were six to eight years younger than me with no actual concept of your age. <laughs> so you live in this very sort of liminal, magical space in my brain where I make up your life. You made up Because I like you, but we've me. never like really hung out and totally. talked a whole bunch. Totally. So I make up a lot of fairy tales about your life. It's That's very, so funny. And I, and Don't we all be, do that? You could be five. You could be 25. I have no idea. I'm 17. It's so Don't much give me alcohol. Fun. Can we talk about... <laughs> Getting together with your boyfriend when, or husband, now husband, when you're 20, though? So give us a ballpark. How many years have you been together? Just a <laughs> five. <laughs> yes, I am a 25. Uh, we got married when we were 26. Okay. And I'm now 32. So we've been together oh, 12, 12 years. years. I made you younger than you are. Thank you. I know. I would make her a little younger, too, yeah. to be honest. Thank it's, you. It's not a lack of maturity. You're yeah. very in touch with pop culture, what the kid's like. Yes. I mean, Maybe that's think, it. You also look very young. Yes. So. yes. Uh, that's why, I mean, that is, it's, it's partly an on-purpose thing. Like, it is partly an on-purpose thing of, like, okay, I don't need to, like, talk about being married, like, a lot. Like, let's not, like like publicly make this because I do think that it puts it just puts different things in your head about me and like I think I'm very real online but I 
do a character, which probably is a single person. Like I do a character <laughs> version of myself. So it's like, I don't want to talk about feelings on the internet, but like, sure. I will like make like a lot of very personal jokes or I'll like post a lot of pictures of myself or like a lot of pictures of my life. You're but also like, self-deprecating in like a very charming way sometimes. Thank too. you. Yes. So it's like a combination. I'm going to analyze your, as your branding <laughs> expert, it's a combination of very cute, really great, very well styled outfits and yet also, and like beauty and pop culture commentary, but also like self-deprecating at the same time. <laughs> but not, you know how sometimes like a slamming hot girl will be self-deprecating in a way that yes. feels fake? Yes. You're like a slamming hot girl who genuinely pokes fun at herself. Thank which you. I like. Yeah. Brandon consulted. Brandon consulted. <laughs> Courtney is a I enjoy that. That's a wrap up. <laughs> online and it's IRL. <laughs> what? Everyone in this room is very hot. I don't know how old Courtney is. She could be ageless like the wind. Yeah. Like the or like five. What's your guess? I think you are. Oh God! <laughs> I think you are like twenty nine or thirty. Is what I think. I'm thirty three. Oh, I was good. I was gonna say. I, I guess, feel like I Courtney like and I are almost younger. exactly the same age. Yeah. I guess like four years younger than everybody is. Yeah. I guess like an Olympic, like a winter Olympics. I like behind. it. Keep doing that. Yeah, I enjoy it. Was like, It'll be great for your friendships. <laughs> I was yelling. I my friend told me that I did a good thing the other day and I realized I do this with a lot of friends. I had this one friend who is very, I think, very handsome, smart, delightful person, a new friend of mine, and um, but whose work I've admired for a long time and he was talking about, you know, a young woman Actually, a very age-appropriate woman, which is delightful. But age-appropriate <laughs> is anything. I want to marry someone that is. 30 years older than me. <laughs> right. Legit. I'm like, Bourdain, you're busy. I get it. <laughs> but like... This guy was talking about this woman who's also spectacular and great, who I don't know, but friend of a friend. And I was like, he was like, I was like, well, have you ever met her? And he was like, I met her like on the street. And I was like, did you fucking ask her out? And he was like, no. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, I didn't want to be creepy. And I was like, and I got very mad in front of several people. And I just go, maybe I've had a couple drinks. And I just go, how dare you? And I go, you're hot. You have sick money. <laughs> this house is awesome. Sick money. You're successful as fuck. <laughs> and you're not asking her out in this city and you're single. How fucking like that dare you deny her that? I was so, I was like, and you're nice? Fuck you. It would be an attractive <laughs> gesture, wouldn't it? If someone, hit, like, to be hit on in public. Or just to be like, hi, I would love, you know, if you ever want to get coffee, here's my number or something. Like, that's so cool. That girl right. probably gets hit on by grossy grosses yeah. all the time. Don't bark at her, but yeah. ask her out like a gentleman. Or ask a friend barking. for a referral later. Like right. something. Do something. I was like, what? I just got very aggressive, like with a new friend. So it was like, but he, he seemed to take it well. I was like, all right, fine. This is fine. Um, and I, But that is often how I am with friends. I'll be like, you look like you're 12 years old, but old enough and sexy and hot, which goes into the marriage. <laughs> I was like, you look very youthful. What are you doing not asking him out? Oh, you're like a great fluffer. I am a fluffer. Yeah. Emotional. I'm an emotional fluffer. Like, I like you get it. out there. But I also feel like Burgess Meredith in Rocky, like just an old haggard man <laughs> who really wants you to do a great job and might cut your eyelid if necessary, if, if you're okay with it. Let's I go, feel, champ. And I'm like, you can do this. <laughs> We're in Philadelphia. People are like, we are not in Philadelphia. This is very strange. But uh, do you, when you both get hit on, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting very chatty. But when you both get hit on, do you, 
immediately feel the need to disclose, like not hit on in a gross way, but if you can get a vibe and somebody's flirting with you, a oh, guy, yeah. do you feel the need to immediately go, well, my boyfriend, or do you just go, huh? Or do you go, or do you roll with it for a little while until it feels weird? I feel like it only happens to me. It doesn't happen to me in public because I'm probably like with him. If I'm like out drinking at a bar, not that we go everywhere together, but like, right. Or I'm like with a group of friends and I'm very, I look very unapproachable in public because I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, I just don't talk to me. Like, and Not I know I vibe so funny, out. She I know is, I give off that vibe. Warm, but you're such a warm, maybe it's because we know you, but like, I feel yeah. like you're such a warm person. To like strange men, like, I know that I give off a like, don't fuck with me right That's now. Great. Like, I will be mad at you. So, like, I don't, that doesn't happen to me often in bars anymore, but it'll happen online. Like, we're all, we're on the internet. Like, it, it will happen with, like, some DMs from, like, dudes who I know just from the internet who, like, oh. we don't really know each other. And then it'll always be me being like, yeah, I'm married. Like, and they're, yeah. like, shocked, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they, some of them probably feel betrayed. Like, how wait but you never talk about I know it. I'm it's waiting like, I'm waiting for that like I'm I'm actually I like actively brace myself for that kind of like you're lying to me woman but yeah. it, it hasn't happened yet I think my memoir is going to be titled you're married question mark exclamation point I love that actually <laughs> so that's fucking great <laughs> and you're a really good writer and I feel like it should be a memoir and it should be about being a millennial or millennial, you're a, yeah, you're still in that, you're in that strike yeah. zone. You both are. I'm like a little out of it, but you're both in that strike zone. And being like, and having married young, which is the more traditional track, uh-huh. and talking about that. Right. I think that would be very interesting, even though it obviously goes against your privacy. <laughs> Sarah is a branding expert. Like, I know, I love it. I'm like, Sarah's my manager now, so. Oh, I know. I love it. My other life is as a manager. Yeah. It truly is. I can definitely see that. I, one time I sat down with, with one of my reps and I was like, tell me all about your life. And this was like, and they were like, do you want to talk about like what your goals are? I was like, enough. <laughs> I no, I don't. You. Cause I really do. I'm like, what are your goals and dreams? And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, all right, never mind. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, okay. So about the hitting on, I have uh, noted myself feeling very uncomfortable in that situation mm-hmm recently because I was I was single like months ago you know we've yeah. been together like nine months but it's like serious we live together we're not fucking around <laughs> I might marry this guy I probably That's will awesome. marry this guy so it just it like m- when I feel like someone is even looking at me in it's 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 a weird thing because it's like I do want to be a sexual being just in the world and like feel like I can uh I don't know put that I mean it's real it's It's like part of who you are yeah it's part of how you express yourself and I feel that as well so like I have no desire to hide it but also I don't I am in a committed thing so it's just this weird thing that I found myself a couple times and like I will give coldness cold stone <laughs> to a person that I think is like oh her yeah <laughs> so I wind up giving cold stone to like to more people than I would like right <laughs> right because you don't want to go through the awkward conversation it's it's you're giving off social cues right? yes the kind of it's almost like an animal thing yeah yeah, I look at it as that. I'm just kind of like, this will be my vibe. Like, this is what I want to project to the world. I Rather have, than like, oh, let me like 
flirt with everyone, which would be my natural state, probably. Yeah, oh, totally. I'm an arm <laughs> toucher, too. Yeah, me like, too. I, me, too. I'm like, do you want to hug? Do you want to be best friends? Let's braid each other's hair. <laughs> oh, you have a crew cut? Because it's Marine, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it broke down. The example broke down. But before we were as serious as we are now, and it's like we were still at a monogamous stage, but I would, I would find my, I would be very, like, myself with people that didn't know about that we, that I was dating someone yeah. and I would have friends be like hey you need to bring up the dude okay right. or like Tones do, you need to don't realize that you're giving I mean I've had a couple of guy friends in my life be like hey can we talk and I'm like what is this about I'm like yeah and they're like I just feel like um maybe you have some expectations that I don't and, I, and in both of those cases <laughs> I the first time I was shocked and then I was like he kept talking and I was like wait do you think I want to fuck you <laughs> like really loud because I was so confused we were like in a bar and he was like oh my god I was like wait he was like no I, I was like oh do you think I like you like that and he was like yeah and I was like no 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 I make like eye contact and talk about hopes and dreams with everybody totally <laughs> And he was like, but what about when you asked me to, like, walk you home? I was like, well, that's because I thought I was going to get raped because right. I'm a woman. And I'm like, smart. <laughs> in both those, and in both the cases, I was really doing sort of, like, man education. But also, and I think, actually, both of those friends afterwards were like, thank you for, like, first of all, not being insulted. And second of all, just kind of talking openly because it actually taught me some things. Yeah. I feel like maybe sometimes... <laughs> And I was like, you know, I like the first guy was like, I hadn't even thought about that. That's so ah. stupid. I didn't even think it was a safety thing. And the second guy, well, the second guy, we had hooked up and he was like, you know, we can't date. Right. And I was like, I'm not like sucking your dick in a Camry at 3 p.m. in Los Feliz because like I was jerking him <laughs> off. I wasn't sucking his dick. <laughs> I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna back off of it. I wasn't going down on him. I was jerking off. I wish I was going down on the cooler story, but for authenticity, I can be honest. I was jerking him off. I was like, I'm not jerking you off in those fucking feelers at 3 p.m. on a goddamn afternoon. Many years ago, I will add, because I want to be your girlfriend. Totally, totally. Does this feel like a girlfriend move to you? And then what he explained to me was not mansplained. Explained. He was like, well, uh, and I was like what's been going on in your life lately? Like, is it really, do you think I'm in love with you? He was like, no. And I was like, what's been going on? He's like, every girl I hook up with just wants to be my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, your life's hard, bro. I was like, no, no, I'm just like fucking you because I'm in a place. Right. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like I learned early on, like I learned in high school that any guy I was friends with was probably interested in me at some point. Like I had a series of events in high school where like every male friend of mine like told me in one way or another, like, oh yeah, I have a crush on you right now. Oh yeah, I had a crush on you three months ago. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like, so I think I started, I I started all male friendships from then, from a point, point of like, I assume you want to have sex with me. And like, if you just don't do anything about it, we're going to be cool. I feel fine about that. You know, yeah. like, you yeah. had an almost, I feel like you had in high school, I used to teach high school and I would see this kind of happen sometimes, where sometimes the girls would consciously know a guy liked them and abuse that favor yeah. by getting him to do stuff. But other times, there were girls who entered high school who had an almost pre-adolescent notion of friendship with boys. Mm -hmm. And not that they were immature, but they, it took them a little while to catch up to the fact that in that zone, a lot of the times, boys really do want to be friends with you for a specific reason. Not all of them. So it was kind of very confusing to some of them to be like, crying in my classroom I'd be like oh, okay what's going on and they'd be crying because their friend liked them and I'd yeah. be like 
okay, well, why is that scary to you? And they'd be like, well, it's just, I just want to be friends. And I'd be like, okay, well, you can say that. How would you feel, though, if you liked a boy and he just wanted to be friends? Oh, I'd be so sad. I'd go, okay. <laughs> oh, the but, golden rule. Well, they're like, ah, it happens. So you were, it wasn't, probably you weren't being an asshole. You just, like, hadn't kind of caught up to what they were thinking Totally, about. totally. And I always, I always had, when I was a little kid, like, my first friends were boys. Like, when I was very little, like, the the kid who lived next door happened to be a boy. Like, in two different places, you know? Like, I, I had male friendships first. So then when I got to high school, it just didn't... No one liked me in middle school. Everyone made fun of me. I don't know. So it's like, I wasn't thinking about anyone thinking of me in that way. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, here are my friends. I started dating young, like, at 15. I had, like, two serious boyfriends in high school. Like, I just wasn't really thinking of, like dating other guys so like the other guys were just my male friends and like I wasn't really I wasn't thinking about it too hard I was just like I figured this was a thing I also grew up loving when Harry met Sally so I was like I think that we can be friends like hold on one second like we will prove this wrong you know like I think that was always in my mind was proved incorrect in the movie (laughs) and I always like I just always had that in my mind I'm like no we can be friends it'll be fine like just calm down and like nothing nothing terrible ever happened but it was like it was like a very strange thing of like this one friend of mine in particular like just being so aggressively wanting to like date me and me being like I have a boyfriend we're not dating like if we can't be friends then we can't be friends and like he still contacted me in college he would like get drunk sometimes and like tell me he loved me on the phone I'd be like still have a boyfriend like can't do anything (laughs) about this and he actually reached out to me on Facebook like a year ago to be like I'm really sorry about like how I used to treat you in high school. Like I definitely was pulling that like nice guy syndrome bullshit of like, Oh, he sounds self. He's he was very self-aware all of a sudden. And I was like, thank you so much for saying this. Like I didn't realize what was going on at the time either, but like, of course you look back on it and it is like your friend who's like, well, why aren't you with me? Like I'm cool. You know, like, and we just never had that relationship. So it wasn't anything that I was doing to him. And it's also not really, Anything he was, like, actively doing to me, he was just kind of, like, hurt all the time by, like, me not wanting to date him. Oh. You know? I you love that like, he, he reached out, like, 13 years later so to long be like, ago. yeah, so finally, I have forgiven you and myself. And <laughs> so long after. <laughs> I just had a, a friend recently, like, drop some loaded um, stuff on me about emotions and feelings. and um, Was this per your email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's hear this, yeah. So this was somebody who was my friend who is uh, heavily attached to a person who is not me and who was like, I have to tell you I have these feelings for you. And it was very, it really threw me off for like a couple months. Yeah. It really fucked with me hard. Yeah. I was like, what the shit is happening? Aaron's heard me talk about this. Yes. And um, it really fucked with my head and... Uh, I kind of am still, I think, in some ways, even though, like, I'm seeing someone now, not committally, but, like, yeah. you know, going, I'm going on dates. Yes, sure. Um, and so that's nice. But, uh, and I had been, like, single for, um, for, like, a year. And then this, it was just, it was really disconcerting. It really threw me off. It threw me off my game. I had never experienced that before. Yeah. Um, it was, I was like, what? And, and it wasn't like the person was like, and now I want to be with you. <laughs> 
They were like, I'm not leaving. I just want you to give you a heads up that like, I think I'm in love with you. Ugh. And I was like, what? What do I do with that? Well, my instinct what was kind of a, a young Aaron Mallory Long instinct, a younger Aaron Mallory Long instinct <laughs> where I was like, we can deal with this. Let's work with this. Like what, maybe it's just like, you know, maybe we should just uh, work together on something. What a terrible idea. We didn't. Yeah. But I was like, it's fine. You probably are just going through a thing. It's fine. My voice just kept getting like higher pitched for like two let's months. Let's start a business. Let's start, let's start a family. It's not a family. It's your family that let's you have. Let's get really financially tied to each other like yeah, as soon as possible. It just feels really like it's going to be really good for me. I was like, ah. And it was like, it was like, like somebody emotionally jizzing on your face and being yeah. like, now you clean it up. Yeah. I'm going back to my thing. I was like, whoa, I'd never had that in my life before. I had people like me. I'd like yeah. people. I had people love me. I love people or not love them or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'd never had that before. Yeah. That was mind blowing. There's, um, there's a, <laughs> there's a line in friends, which I always reference. Um, <sighs> Where uh, Rachel, it's after Ross and Emily's like wedding like happens and stuff and Rachel realizes she's in love with Ross and she's like, I'm just going to tell him people love to hear that someone's in love with them. And I used to be like, yeah, that's smart. And then I was like, no, I, that's not always the best like, move. You, should like, <laughs> you shouldn't always tell people that you love them. <laughs> like, you really should. I actively <laughs> encourage people to maybe not do that because it was like, uh, you know. Because it sends a message, and, and, and this was not the message that was meant to be conveyed, but it sends the message. If you say, like, or like if Courtney, if you were like, Sarah, I'm in love with you. I'm not leaving my boyfriend. I'd be like, the message I would get would be, okay, Courtney has enormous amount of affection for me, but I'm not good enough. That's kind of what the message yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. good enough. She's not going to leave um, Tom Cruise for me. Right. <laughs> and so that was kind of the message. And it took me a while to get past the denial phase of just pretending we could just be friends Mm -hmm. to be like, all right, this is really hard because like I have some of these feelings for you too, but Mm. I would have just kept them in a box on a shelf. Uh, There's plenty of people. I have a crush on every single person in this room and several of the pillows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, that doesn't mean I'm going to actively engage in trying to stoke those flames. So it becomes, and when you become someone's fantasy person, like you never, first of all, we never like held hands, kissed, fucked, any of it. So you just main, you just become this fantasy creature mm-hmm. and you hear all this rom-com shit that I was talking to my friend Bane Gibby, who's great, this actress, really funny. And we were talking about like what a red flag it is when somebody starts saying some shit that's romantic comedy shit, like yes. really inflated. Uh, yeah. That's like, whoa, like you got to bring it down. Occasionally, yes, if it's warranted, there's time for romance. But like if somebody's like, I just look at you and I see what my life could have been and I Oof. want that. It's like, what? Ugh. No, anything in the like unrequited re- Venn diagram circle is like not yeah. great. Not Most good. rom-coms have horrible messages and like practices held within them. Like stalking. I love them, but all of it is like stalking, mm-hmm. like aggressively, like pursuing someone, like not taking no for an answer. Like that's not, it's all harassment. Like yeah. romantic comedies are solely based on harassment. And I really, it's yeah, very there's, uncomfortable. There's almost zero overlap between the rom-com circle and the like, real life true yes. good for you romance yeah the sweetness circle. and the genuineness and the flawed beauty of a genuine romance it's very real that sometimes becomes boring yeah it's exciting like if you're on a roller coaster every day in your long-term relationship 
probably should get out of that long-term yes. relationship. Yeah. Because if you're feeling like love and loss and love and loss, all mm-hmm. that, it made me, I was so tired. I'm still coming out of it. Like it's not, we don't talk anymore, but it definitely. When was your last breakup? Oh, this is perfect. Cause we have a. Oh, my last like real breakup with like yeah. a real person. <laughs> um, uh, I guess with an actual committed monogamous long-term partner was a, a like last March. So it was like a year and change ago. Hi guys. I interrupt this increasingly drunk episode with the very important message that today's soiree is brought to you by Mod Cloth. Mod Cloth is your go-to spot for fashion that's as unique as you. I just got an order in the mail today. I couldn't wait to try on every single item and I'm even more stoked to wear them out. And don't worry because Mod Cloth's exclusive line of apparel comes in a full size range because they believe that fashion is for every body size and shape. They're literally democratizing women's clothing one cute outfit at a time. So snag all your summer essentials with this exclusive deal. Shop now at modcloth.com and enter promo code reality at checkout to get 30% off your order of $100 or more. That's modcloth.com, promo code reality for 30% off your order of $100 or more. Come on, put some flair in your life with modcloth. Okay, so so we got a, a listener question from mm-hmm. Izzy. Dear sweet Izzy with uh, hella emotion, uh, emoji emoji game. Emoji yeah, game. Her emoji <laughs> game is happening. Uh, <laughs> what was your messiest breakup and how oh she just says how to survive one. Oh no. <laughs> um, I think my messiest breakup was hmm. It was probably like, I got out of a long-term relationship a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. And that had gone on for years. And so that was messy because it involved, you know, like, giving up a dog. <laughs> not not under duress, by the way. Like, it was something I decided was sure. right. Um, but, um, and it involved, like, moving out, moving, just kind of handing someone back the keys to their life mm-hmm. and taking the keys to my life with me, like sort of mm-hmm. uh, un, un, uh, you know, sort of unwinding one's lives that had been intertwined. And so that was by necessity quite difficult. It was not, nobody threw a couch out the window, you know, <laughs> set anything on fire. Right. But we both had a lot of work to do on ourselves that I think, I, you know, we talk once in a while now and it's very nice and I think we're both doing that work and I've both moved on and dated other people and stuff, but that was tough. Like giving up the dog was really tough. Yeah. Um, but I felt it was what I needed to do in order to make that break. And also, I wasn't going to have joint custody of an animal cross country. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that seemed odd. Mm, it seems a little hard. So that was, that was tough, even though I knew it was right. It's really hard when you're used to talking to someone all day, every day, to not talk to them anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It took many months after the breakup for me to... God, it probably took a year for me to truly feel that I was extricated from it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't still locked in or engaging and there are still moments where I feel pangs and things but I know that's not who I'm supposed to be with I love that person I think I always will um as as a friend and Mm -hmm. and certainly would be there if if he needed me and I think that's probably true vice versa but um but yeah that was tough yeah that's hard we've even since we've been together since we were 20 like we have we have gone through 
uh, a breaking up. Like we we have done that years ago. Oh really? And it was it was weird, and it only lasted like two months or something. And it was, but it was strange, and it felt like 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 a grief loss. Like it felt oh, like yeah. a you know like such a and. I, I just, I haven't, I, I haven't dated much. I had like two boyfriends in high school that were hard for different reasons, you know, like different like teenage reasons mostly. Um, those breakups, all, all done by me. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. But like. Get it. Get it, teen. This was like, yeah, this was like the first time in my life that someone hadn't died that I felt like they had. And it was like kind of like a weird thing because like I also like. I didn't really have, have a lot of friends who, like, had gone through that. Like, we were really young. And, like, I was like, is this supposed to feel like I'm going to die? Like, oh my <laughs> is God. that what this is supposed to feel like? I don't know. This is terrible. Like, it was just, like, it was a very sad, like, Thanksgiving of me, like, being home with my parents just, like, crying constantly. And then being like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was strange. It was It was really, really strange. We obviously ultimately, like, decided that we should be together. But how did you get back together? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it was just, I think we just knew we had to in a stupid way. Like, I I think it was just like, it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to go through. Like, I wasn't like, oh, good. This is great that this breakup is happening. Like, once I get over this hump, like, everything will be okay. And I think now, as I've gotten older, and I meet more people and stuff, and I'm, like, in the world more or whatever, like, I'm always like, oh, I hate everyone except him. (laughs) I I love that that's reinforced. I thought you were going to take it another direction and be like, I realized that I would have met someone else that was right. But that's perfect that you're just like, no, still no. Because it's like, it's not a, it's not a soulmate thing. It's not, it's not that. It's just kind of like, well, we've decided that like, we don't hate each other. And I hate a lot of people. Not in like a mean way. She's beautiful. Just like I hate a lot of people. And so it's like, it's more like an active decision. Like it's more like, okay, we're going to make an active decision that we're going to be together. It seems like it's a choice you make every day. Yeah. Even if it's not conscious. Yeah. And I think that now that when I was listening to you describe that, I was like, oh, that's, I didn't feel like I was going to die, but there were moments when I felt extraordinarily depressed with this friend breakup actually oh yeah. my god which became friend. more than a friend breakup you know it was more than a friend breakup but it was devastating it was really hard and finally you know we tried to like make it okay and try and come back and talk to each other and finally we both were like i was like i feel like every day i don't talk to you i'm like checking off check marks in a fucking jail cell and he was like i need to stop because i feel addicted to this Ugh, yeah and i was like i do too i'm not addicted to anything but i feel addicted to this this feeling so we just had to go on like no contact yeah. and just not, know. which sucks because you know, it's a rel- Los Angeles is the biggest small town in the world, yeah, the smallest big town in the world. So that's inevitably going to occur, but it, there will be I think politeness and then a moving on. And I might have to, I think at this point I won't have to like lay on my floor all day, but I might have to like take fifteen minutes to just go in a bathroom and breathe and be like, all right, because it was just so. It was an agonizing breakup. So what? Not, and it was just friend. It wasn't a friend. It was an emotional affair breakup. It sucked. So what I would say to you, Izzy, um, listener, is that um, 
get people around you who know what's going on. I told my good friends exactly yes. what was happening. Yeah. And they were able to be supportive and to provide insight from their own experiences, um, having been on all sides of sort of that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, go to a shrink if you can. Go to yes. a counselor. If you're in school, talk to your guidance counselor. Like, find someone you can talk to. And uh, I started making... Literally, I have, uh, uh, this was started before this, but I have this, like, chart of, like, you know, I, I chart when I when I eat, when I drink, you know, how much water I drink, like, all this stuff for health reasons, because mm-hmm. um, I need to. And I added a column that was called good things. So I try to do one good thing a day that has oh, nothing to do with Sarah. work or anything else. <laughs> and it, like, got me out of the house. But yeah. I was, like, I was fucking raw and shitty Izzy and I'm very sorry if you're going through it it does get better though it does you have to give yourself some space from that person you have to I think no contact is is great it's the necessity that feels like you can't possibly not see this person but when you do that's your only hope and the answer to how to survive one is that you just do you just do you just see a shrink and you work on yourself and then you keep counting the days and eventually you, you will forget to count the days because it's just a habit to not talk yeah. to the yes. person and they become and it opens space in your life for someone better to show up but it's brutal it does feel there's broken heart syndrome that's like it's on the internet it's a real thing really? it's yes your heart it feels like you're ha- it sometimes it feels like you're having a heart attack when you it feels like your heart is broken when your heart is broken yeah i think i was crying all the i was like crying everywhere anywhere yeah. trader joe's anything like, you'd uh, see nuts you'd and you'd like, like, uh, and yeah. then if you're like also if you have friends in common or if they're in uh, izzy i'm gonna make a real strong recommendation you don't uh, ever date anyone who's in the public eye in any way because like if, <laughs> if that gets like dropped on you you're like that's a fun billboard or like whatever and want to kill yourself don't move to la don't fuck with uh actors yeah <laughs> yeah is what i would recommend to <laughs> yeah. you because and the, the the high school version of that is worse because it's like you have to see them every day. Oh, school. totally. And totally. they're they're on a billboard in your mind at all times, and it sucks. Or you have to work together in science club. Ugh. My uh, my second high school boyfriend. After we broke up, he actually literally uh, was on a billboard in Ooh. my hometown of Schenectady, New York, ah! for the community college. So I literally like we broke up because <laughs> I was going to college in New York and he was like wait why don't you want to stay in Schenectady and I was like whoa when did you ever think that I wasn't going to go to NYU this is weird Mm -hmm. so that was how we broke up and then I'm like literally visiting home and I'm like driving and I'm like oh my god his face is on a billboard that's weird that's not a thing that happens it can happen anywhere yeah it can (laughs) there could be you could be on a billboard near you I I know a girl who's uh, aunt was dating a guy that I can't remember which guy now it sucks uh, <laughs> that ran for mayor of New York and then won. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Was it Bloomberg? I can't. I wish I was just it's like Bloomberg. running through the Bloomberg. mayors oh that I know. God. Like, ah, oh, fuck! I can't say with Giuliani, confidence. Dinkins, <laughs> mayor Ed Koch. Mayor she Pirello had to LaGuardia. look at his fucking face That's on a hard. billboard I hate that. for the entire election cycle, and then he won. 
I'm pretty sure he won, and oh she just had God. to live with that. Imagine yeah, that's you, you. You dated the president, Barack's that's exes. Terrible. Yeah, he's still the president, by the way. Um, but <laughs> he lived in that universe just for this yeah. podcast. Yeah, I'm podcast. happy to live there. Ooh, I'm happy to live in that universe. Yeah. Oh man, being Barack's ex must be really hard. But then you're like, but I mean, I guess he's happy, and then you like cut yourself. Yeah. <laughs> also, and you're then you're 50. also like, uh, he's still so great. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, oh no. <laughs> God, I love post presidential Obamas. If yeah. you follow our Eric, O U R E R I C. Our Eric on Twitter. He's so funny. He writes for Elle. And he did this video recently where he did Trump's first 100 days. He was like, and also, Barack's busy. Barack's not coming back as a president. He says something and he goes, Barack is an Instagram husband now. Yeah. And then he showed that picture of Barack, yes. taking a picture of Michelle. I was like, ah. on an iPad. Also, Barack looks so much healthier and happier. Yeah, they he both do. They're like, Michelle's just like, whatever. I saw her in a picture and she had like a cutout back shirt. She's just, they're just, he's in a leather jacket and she's like yeah. the back of her shirt. It does not exist. It's just I'm like, great. yes. They're just doing it. And the girls, their girls are probably like, oh, thank God. Totally. Christ. Oh my God. Can you this imagine? the best. And everyone's like, come back and be our president again. He's like, no, <laughs> have fun with what you did. Gotta <laughs> no go. Thanks. Okay. Can we talk about a news item? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So Mary Kay Letourneau. Mm. What a hero. <laughs> Teacher of the year. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, rampant uh, sexual abuser of a child who she later married. Yep. Yeah. Billy Fualau. Got it. She was, a, for all you youngins, she was arrested first in March uh, 97 because she gave birth to their first child. Right. And he was in sixth grade when he, they started fucking? Yeah. Yeah. Like right. her, her student. What's his name? Billy Fualau. Okay. That I remember because yep. it's in a 30 Always Rock episode. It. I remembered him for years. And then later when they got married, their wedding reception was covered by People magazine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her husband, I think, may have changed his last name. Mr. Letourneau, I think, was his name. Oh, yeah. Moved the kids to Alaska because this was such a huge scandal. She was sexually abusing a child. I mean... And then goes into jail, gets out of jail, fucks the kid again. I mean... Oh, my God. Yup. So oh. they broke up. Yeah. Teacher, I mean, not so hot for teacher anymore. Yeah, maybe he was like, oh, I've been brainwashed and sexually abused and humiliated my whole life. Uh, and now I'm an adult. Maybe I should do something else. Yeah, how old is he now? Two, uh, good, uh, that is a good so, question. Yeah, because I was in high school when that shit happens, and he was, like, in middle school. So he's They have a 22-year age difference. Wow. And she was... Uh, 34 in 96. So this is like a math oh, so problem. Oh, so he's like right around our age. Oh, yeah. yeah. He looks about our age. He's yeah. single. No he's baggage. Right no he's baggage. a DJ, ladies. Yeah, no of baggage. Course. Mm-hmm. He's a DJ. Oh, poor Billy. God. He also poor has guy. a kid who presumably was born in what, 97? Yeah. God, so right. So he has a 20-year-old. No. He has, oh my God. or like, yeah. I yeah. saw oh some tabloid had taken a picture of him and... They sort of framed it like it was he was with a new romantic interest, but it was their like eighteen year old daughter. Mm-hmm. Imagine oh, how fucked up that is. My God, it's just like imagine for one second if it was a male teacher and a female student. You know, so, like oh my none God. of this would be like Ugh. it wouldn't have played out this way at all. Well, I mean, Governor Chris Christie, I believe, <clears throat> vetoed a bill in my home state of New Jersey that would have. 
banned marriage for people under 18. So, and, I'll, and, and some other Republicans around the country have been doing the same, trying to like keep these laws on the books. We're like, you're 14, it's fine. Ugh. So I'm sure Republicans would be happy with that. Yeah. They'd jerk off to it. They'd love it. That's Ugh. their dream. Child bride who's totally subservient. God. But Mary Kayla Turner, flip the script. Feminism. <laughs> yeah. Such a good feminist. Oh, my God. Um, I read two things about this story. I read another headline that was like, Billy says they just broke up so he could sell weed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I also, Thank God. Thank I told God. you about the one with her daughter. Uh, yeah. I'm looking this up right now. This is the most insane story. I can't believe it's still going on. It's crazy. Oh, and I also read a comment where he said, some reporter asked him, you know, would you approve of this relationship if it was your daughter, you know, if if your daughter was in your situation or your right. shoes? And he was like, absolutely not. Like, obviously <laughs> I not. hope he got the help that he needed. Seriously. I hope he got some therapy and was like, get me out of this shit. But how do Ugh. you ever move on from that kind of psychological I really don't know I, I don't mean, you know can. you've been abused starting from the jump in childhood and you have to wonder about what kind of I mean she's a rapist so you totally. have to ask yourself like well what kind of childhood did he have what kind of background did he have what where were his parents what kind of what kind of what what trauma had might he have experienced even before this totally in childhood what totally. would have happened and I mean Thank God this they got married in two thousand five after wow. she got out of prison for child rape. She already had kids, by the way. She had kids and a husband. Totally. When this happened. And so he I wonder if she still has a relationship with the pre existing children. Some of the kids were at her two thousand five wedding, I believe, which was what? covered by like People magazine. Why would they do um, that? I guess the father allowed it or something. I don't know. Oh my god. Um I only bring up this article just to depress us all. I don't, there was no. Well, it's like at least, at least they were together for a long time. Like there's no at least. It's just fucked up the whole. It's no, just, but yeah, it's yeah, almost it's, like, and then you have to be in the situation as a victim of being like, oh, but I did love that person, but you know that conflicted stance of like, <clears throat> like Stockholm syndrome or whatever. It's, yeah, and um, they had kids together, so they obviously have this like. Forever yeah. union. Uh, and like, it's just, it's also, it, it's not one of those things where there's like a gray area. Like, it's not like, oh, well, they met when he was young, but right. nothing happened. He it's like, 17. we know that, like, like, we know he got raped. Like, we know that that happened because there's a kid oh, because yeah. of that. Like, so it's like, it's not even a gray area of like, at my high school, two different teachers married students right after Whoa. they graduated. Like, never when what, I was there, male, when my, like, my brother was there. Who were the teachers, male or female? Uh, male Both teachers. Times. I think it was two male teachers. One was a music teacher, not someone that I had. I know somebody whose parents were, the mother was a youth pastor, the mm -hmm. father was at church, and they were, the mom was, like, 30, the dad was, like, 16. <gasps> yeah. You know, so it's, like, there are those gray situations where it's like, well, they're 17. Like, maybe nothing really did happen. Maybe that's okay. Like, but this is like such a like clear black and white, like, no, you were a child and you were abusing him. Like, she, yeah, because she went to jail. There, yeah. You know? Discovered, uh, she may have been pregnant 
then, I'm not sure. I think so, because then she had that baby in 2007, well, or she, 97. Or, yeah, 97. So then she gets out of jail. They're forbidden, there's no contact. And a cop, the reason she went back to jail as a sex offender was because a cop caught them, I believe, like fucking in her car. Ugh. And then I think she got pregnant from that or some other dalliance. And, oh my God. And it's like, well, they just really needed to be together. Like, no, they didn't. There was something really horrifying happening. Yeah. He's the one that filed for separation. It looks Good. Like. Billy, Good. get out. She's been abusing. She abused you. Stole away your childhood. I know maybe you don't process it that way, and it's up to you to right. however you interpret it as your business. But like, fuck that, get I, out. And also, I'm I'm saying this as someone who had a very intense crush on one of her teachers in high school, <laughs> and would have loved for anything to happen. And then you're like, you get like to be 18, and you're like. Oh my god, what a psychopath I am. Like if something had happened to me, I would be like, "Wait, why am I getting raped?" Now? Oh yeah. Yeah, you'd have so a teacher in, baby in college you know? and be traumatized. In college, traumatized. where nothing would have been illegal. I was like 19 or 20. Um there was a super hippie dippy theater instructor who um he had a cool swag about him. And he was an old, legit an old man. And, but I was talking so much shit. All, sem- all semester or year or whatever, I would just be like, you know, yeah, I would fuck blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I it got back to him. Yeah, oh, and no. Stephen Sondheim and he was tried, like, wow. He tried to kiss me at this Oof. like end of the year party. Oh, no. And I dodged him because I'm full of shit. Like, totally. I did not want that really in my heart of hearts. As soon as it was in front of me, I was like, no. Like, also, no. he was married. Like, totally. Just mm-hmm. so gross and dirty. It felt totally. like that I, it, but it was so funny. And then later I was like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> For a fucking entire nine months, you just talk like you totally. would hook up with this dude. Just swinging your dick around and then <laughs> you have the opportunity and no and you're like uh-uh i don't think so yeah when push comes to shove like some people find a wife to be an aphrodisiac when they're trying to fuck a dude <laughs> i do not yeah i don't I either discovered i find it to be the very opposite yeah yeah <laughs> good on you 19 year old courtney yeah okay, no thank you that is not a lubricant um, <sighs> so i found another crazy article is it about billy <laughs> um, this one's not about Billy. This one's about ladies putting wasps' nests in their vajayjays. Now, why would they do that beyond just a fun night at the opera? I, I think there was I'm, some things for like sale. Apple? Yes, sure. yes, okay. get this. I'm going to pour it for you. Okay, now explain to me what's happening. <laughs> uh, apparently, Etsy had some things oh, for sale. Sure, Etsy. Uh-huh. You know, where you go when where you, you want to stick stuff in your vagina. And when you want to tighten your badge, you think Etsy. They'll know. They'll and for like, sure. I want something that's you. not FDA approved that like a mom in Wisconsin made. Like, that's what I need. Uh, I, want, I want these non toxic crayons in the shape of dinosaurs made by people I have no idea who they are. I'll send people stickers. Thank you. I love Etsy, but like, I don't want to put anything inside my body that I've bought on yeah. Etsy. Like, that's not. That's no. not a good plan, no. as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, this is called Oak Oakgall? 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 Oakgall, I o- think. Oof. Oh, um, one of a kind? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> terminology on Etsy. Yes. So, what of a kind. Women were putting dried herb bags no, at no. their vaginas. No. And then uh, a gynecologist had to go to the trouble of writing a blog post being like, don't do that. Yeah. This Wait. is one of those things where I just saw the blog post of like, Hey, don't do this. And I was like, why would I? Why is anyone doing this? No, what do you to. mean? So wait, they put wasp, dried wasps' nests in their vagina. Not actual wasps. Right. I think White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. But who is, who's regulating this? Like, mm. Just guys named Chet. Who decided? Now, what is the justification? I'll hear it. I'll hear it. I'll judge they, for they myself. They just say pretty simply that it'll tighten up your vag. It's going to remove some smells. Particular, particularly after childbirth, that is exactly the time I would not want to be putting extra yeah, wounds up you, there. Yeah, like, and if you hate yourself that much, there are many surgeons who will help you out with all of that. They exist. Totally. You can get vaginoplasty. You can get labiaplasty. Totally. You can get it done. You can also go to certain... Um, uh, Certain urologists as, and certain gynecologists will specialize in teaching you actual good things, like tightening your pussy back up. Uh, for people with vaginismus, there is help out there. There are great places to go, but if you just hate yourself um, and don't want actual nurturing assistance, yeah, just get somebody to stitch that shit up or stick a fucking wasp nut. Like I'm picturing, snatch. like just get a professional a, though. Can oh, we totally. get a professional? Go to a professional. Go Any, to Jody Angie's list. Anything that involves. Like your butt, like anything that involves like putting things in an orifice, like putting things on top of your body, like fine, you can kind of fuck around with that. But like putting things inside your body, like it just needs to be from a professional. Like you just shouldn't be putting like, I'm picturing it as a potpourri bag, by the way. Like I'm picturing like a potpourri bag that you like stick in your vagina. Like a a tea bag, a little bit of a mesh. Yeah. Sort of a mesh. Very hipster, but like you don't need the cred that bad. You know what I mean? It's just like. like, Just get, if you look, (laughs) you're concerned about your pussy. There's barbells that you can use. I bought one for a friend as a joke. (laughs) The Kardashians had this uh, like laser. Yeah, you can get it all done. Pussy get your shit wand. done. <laughs> I'm glad somebody walked in right when you said pussy tight. <laughs> just for effect, it's just you know, Courtney looked at somebody opening the door and look makes eye contact and goes pussy tightening wand extra loud. I was a witness to that. Okay, just want to be as off putting as possible. <laughs> yeah, no. I do have a friend though who. Um, who had vaginismus, so from birth, the way that Which is where it's like extra painful. tight, right? It was painful, like oh, pain during sex. You can't sex, unclench. Pain in her vagina. Um, it was the way that her, basically the way she was built, the way that her body was built, that she sometimes would have pain, vaginal pain that was not attached to, um, sometimes it can be sort of referred pain from other things. It can also be uh, attached to psychological trauma. And in her case, it was not. It was sort of structurally how she was built. And her, she worked with a really fantastic gynecologist in New York City who specializes in this. And so they used progressively larger, like, barbells. They did vaginal stim. Wow. Not, not like, um, vibrator, but, like, electric stim. Yeah. And um, it was really good for her. So now she has a very healthy sex life, but she has a partner who understands, and she kind of does relaxation exercises, and mm-hmm. really she really enjoys sex, which she never thought was a possibility. Gosh. And so it's really cool. And in France, after childbirth, it's very common for women to go to a gynecologist or sort of their equivalent of a nurse practitioner to for healing to sort of for care of the vagina and the general undercarriage and also for like strengthening exercises and things like that uh nobody puts wasp 
stuff in their yeah. pussies, though. Yeah. No one does that. Basically, if French women don't do it, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. That's you, a good rule of thumb. You know? Oh, Macron, hello. <laughs> uh, I just think French women, like, know everything. Like, I think that, like, They're born just really understanding, being in their bodies. Yeah, like... Their skin is just naturally... I, we were over there for the new year. Oh, that's so oh, yeah. fun. And a lot of gorgeous French lady skin happening. Seems amazing. A lot yeah. of, like, it's from all the butter. Probably a lot of butter. The bre- yeah, yeah. Like butter <laughs> bread and cheese. <laughs> and they don't sell shitty stuff there. I mean, they do to a certain extent, but, like, I'm addicted to Diet Mountain Dew and sugar-free <laughs> Red Bull. And I scoured the fucking city. They were like, uh-uh, city. They're like, you cannot find that. <laughs> I found was one like, place. strengthening barbell. <laughs> they were like, yes, we have that. <laughs> They're like, we've got that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay, let's do one more <clears throat> question. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase this one. It's from Victoria, mm-hmm. who may be French herself. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, How can we help her? She knows everything. <laughs> she, I know. Look, we're going to be of no service to you, Victoria. But um, she was expressing some uh, distress because she is 20. And she thinks uh, having kids and getting married does not sound up her alley. And adults keep being like, you're going to change the way you Ooh. feel when you're older. Yeah, I mean, Victoria, that's annoying. But the truth is that... If you don't change, you'll just prove them wrong. You know, when I was younger, sometimes people were like, well, you're going to start wanting to have kids out of your undercarriage, which I've never wanted to do. (laughs) I'm interested in having children, uh, potentially, if I have a good partner or a shitload of money so I can hire a good partner. (laughs) I think I'd be a kick-ass mom. I would love to adopt one day. Um, And I think I I am interested in having children, possibly out of my undercarriage. But, excuse me, it's not a big deal to me. Getting married is a big deal. And I got that same shit when I was younger. And I was just like, mm, I'll prove you wrong. And I did. And now people bug me less. So here's what you have to do, Victoria. You have to be an asshole about it, people, and be like, <laughs> you don't know my life. You don't know my choices. And I'd appreciate you backing off. Be, be what they consider rude. Scare them. <laughs> scare everyone in your fucking family into not bringing it up, because that's what I did. It works <laughs> great now. And then if you decide to drop a kid on them at age like 38, they'll shit themselves with joy, and the kid will get so much free stuff. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's just really the what applies in almost every situation, which is like you have to follow your own gut and yeah, not yeah. listen to the haters. It's just never good if you're like doing stuff because someone is telling you this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like I think about that. I think about that a lot coming from coming from upstate New York, coming from like a city, but like a small city vibe where like a lot of kids I went to high school like stayed there and lived there and stuff like. And got married even younger than I did. <laughs> and, like, immediately had kids. Like, I assume that that's what they want to do. But, like, I don't know. Because I, I, I do think that sometimes you just, you think that you have to. Like, mm-hmm. your parents and their parents uh-huh. all lived in this town. They all married someone they went to high school with. Sure. You now are like, I guess I'm dating my high school boyfriend. He better be my husband. And then you have kids. Like... And I think that's a way to live, like, where people kind of are influencing you. But I don't think it's, like, a great way to do it. It's not like, what I wanted. It's, it's not, not what, what I, I wanted did, to do. Thank God. 
but it, there, it's something people get trapped into. Some people choose it and are genuinely yeah. happy. Other people get trapped into it, and other people just do it because they don't even stop to think that something else is possible. Right. Yes. Like I, I think there is like there's a version of my life where like I did I did turn down NYU to like stay in Schenectady with that boyfriend mm-hmm. that I had. Like it wasn't fathomable to me. Like I never. I never actively like wanted to like felt like I wanted to leave Schenectady. I just knew I needed to get to New York. I knew I wanted to get to New York, but like it never occurred to me to stay there with him because I was like, no, this is a this is not a forever thing. Like this is a thing that's gonna end. Like I have to go live my life, and like I could see a situation where I'm a slightly different person, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna stay here. Like we're gonna raise a family, and I get married like even earlier. Yeah, you know, like. And I think that's the thing to me too. Like, I never, I never assumed I was gonna get, I was gonna get married like quick or anything. I never like assumed any of that stuff. So like, it happening really was like a product of like feeling like it was eventually the right decision for me, not like pressure from anyone else or like someone else telling sure. me like, oh, of course you'll want to get married. You know, like I never really thought about it that much. You also chose a partner with whom you've moved across the country. Yes. And- lived your best life and continue to and have gotten to pursue dreams and I'm sure have more that you're pursuing as well that's really exciting you didn't have somebody presumably who was like let's just stay here and be boring and never never change totally that's the thing too is is Victoria you might not know what 38 year old you totally needs or wants and it is okay to change but the impulse or the impetus for that or whatever should be your own hard and yeah and and if you change and you will change in some ways maybe not in that way but it'll be important you'll evolve in different ways that like you evolving means you changing in positive ways that work in your life it does not mean someone else has not evolved if they don't make those same choices totally and that's okay and a great thing to say to people who go oh you'll change your mind or whatever it's just to go you don't actually know my decision and it's a very private decision so i'm done talking about this set a boundary at risk them feeling awkward or being like whatever fuck them they shouldn't be bothering you about your private business right a lot of people don't know how to talk to women a lot of like very boring dumb people who don't have really interesting lives don't know how to talk to women about anything other than clothing or reproduction it's the or or a wedding it's the most the most dull people in the world and there are many of them so just know that those people are very boring and uncreative. <laughs> it's like men who only know how to talk to other men about sports. Sports mm-hmm. can be an entree into deeper discussions. But, you know, they're boring. Yeah. yeah. And just live your best life. Like, as, totally. as evidenced by Aaron Mallory Long. Mm-hmm. And you will... <laughs> doing it. Whatever the right thing is will, yeah. will be what you decide to do, I think. Yeah. I do think... It, and I think it's hard because, like, there are still so many things in the media or whatever that that really are and really do tell you like mm-hmm. oh well you will finally grow up when you have a baby when you get this thing mm-hmm. you know and like it's just not true like that's just not that's not true like lives don't like go on a certain like a very like structured path like that's just not how things work no like, and that's not how any life should work yeah I, I mean I am 33 and feel the same Victoria I feel almost exactly the same way you feel in your email of just like not wanting to take obligatory steps in relationships and like you know not having kids if that's not what I like truly feel you know like I want to birth a yeah 
pilot that gets made. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I, I'm not in that place and I don't know if I ever will be. And so I totally understand. Honestly, the clamoring gets louder as you get older. So just ignore it and yeah, you'll be great. I find that if you're just married without kids for like long enough, people will stop bothering you about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They'll just give up. Like, people have just stopped harassing me about it. I think also it's a little bit because I've been, like, rude back to people. Like, hey, actually, don't ask me that question. That's really fucking personal. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> One time a guy who had just had a baby and a friend of mine who had just had his baby were sitting with me, and the guy was like, Sarah, I don't mean to insult you, but I just don't know how anybody couldn't want to have kids. And I looked at him and was like, your wife looks really exhausted. It seems like you're sleeping fine. And it was very rude, and it was great, because she looked fucking exhausted, because she was clearly doing all the work. With their baby? Of course he thought that it was spectacular to have a child. All he had to do were photo ops, and when he took care of the kid, they called it babysitting, as if it wasn't his child to take care of, God, I hate that so much. Yeah. I was like, okay, buddy. It's very sexist, yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, she was horrified by what he said. And then um, afterwards, she was like, I'm so sorry he said that. I was like, it's all right. Uh, I... Hope he like starts pitching in, dude. Your kid's awesome. So are you. So, you know, but it's like, yeah. And throwing it back in his face like that um, at the risk of like bothering her was worth it because it, now he was he will never bring that up to me again. A right. little self-awareness goes mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you, ladies, so much for joining me for our very first Happy hour roundtable. Thank Happy you. Hour round table. This is so fun. <laughs> I feel so like fun. we're like boozy aunts giving advice. <laughs> That's Give, why I picture yeah. Sex in the City, just like boozy aunts. I feel like Samantha was the ultimate boozy aunt. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't oh, know if yeah. she had any nephews. But like, yeah. I mean, there's one episode where she babysits Miranda's surprise baby <laughs> and she puts a vibrator unused. Um, in the bassinet with the kid or whatever because it won't sleep unless it's got a vibrating thing and it falls asleep and she's drinking wine and she's like, this is the best. <laughs> That's probably me. Such a good aunt. Um, so, Sarah, you are doing... Tell oh, us more about I'm, this refugee yes, fundraiser. Yes, I challenged my amigo Neil Gaiman on the interwebs. Uh, not my best friend, but a friendly friend. <laughs> a bud. And I said... She would be mad if you said best whatever. friend. <laughs> and I said, um, Neil, if... if for $500,000 to the charity of your choice, would you read the entire Cheesecake Factory menu <laughs> on stage? And he said, is this cheesecake dollars or American dollars? I said, same diff in Trump's America. And he said, <laughs> yes, I will do it. And he's going to do it um, if, and he told me that he wants to raise the money for the UN High Commission on Refugees, which is at Refugees on Twitter. They're at UN Refugees on Instagram. And they're unhcr.org. And they're great. And he said yes. So, um, so I'm trying to raise five hundred thousand dollars. And <laughs> how far a, are you? Uh, we're a week and a half in, and I have until June twentieth, World Refugee Day. And it looks like right now, as of this recording, I'm at eighty six thousand three hundred forty dollars, wow. which is amazing. It's over eighteen hundred people have donated. But there's going to be more by the time this comes out. But oh, keep sure. it going. And the great thing is that. We don't need to hit that goal for the money to go to uh, the oh, refugee agency. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. They, um, regardless of how much we raise, mm-hmm. after the they take their processing fee off the top, which every crowdfunding platform does, mm-hmm. Kickstarter does it too. 
um, it all goes to refugees, which Amazing. is awesome. Yeah, it's great. They That's serve refugees. Um, they have 10,800 staff members working in 128 countries to serve 21.3 million refugees in the world. Wow. So they are very overmatched and doing good work. There are other nonprofits out there doing good work, but um, this is cool. And Neil's been involved with them since at least 2014 when he visited, I believe, the Syrian refugee camps in Jordan. Maybe it was 2015. But he's done great work with them. Kristen Davis has done awesome mm-hmm. work. She's been great about like signal boosting it mm. online. Um, ben Stiller has done awesome work with them for years. And a lot of not famous people who just work their asses off in the field. So I love this. Well, yeah, you guys cool. help support Sarah and uh, her best Neil, friend. Yeah, NeilCake.com. Neil. <laughs> 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 yes, NeilCake.com, NeilCake.org, hashtag NeilCake. I'm at Sarah J. Benincasa on Twitter. I tweet about it a lot. And I also write books. There you go. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> really great books. Thank you very Such, much. Such great books. Erin, uh, where can they find you? Uh, I am everywhere on the internet at Erin Mallory Long. And I don't know if you caught it, but she referenced Friends oh, earlier yes. in the podcast. <clears throat> and she is repping hard because she has a podcast called Best of Friends. Yep. Uh, which <laughs> Steph and I have been guests yes. on. And uh, it's really fun. Uh, they have reviewed that you've gone through all the Friends episodes yeah. now, Whoa. and you're now starting Joey. Yep. Ah! <laughs> yep. <laughs> this past week, uh, we just did after we finished Friends, we did an episode of Murder She Wrote <laughs> that's called Murder Among Friends, and it's the last season of Murder She Wrote. It overlapped with Friends for two years. I had no idea, um, and it's a it's like. It's like a murder on a parody of Friends. Like set. a swimmer. Like called Pals. Aniston. Yeah. Like Amazing. it's like but it's like, like an EP. Pitt in his guest it's great. And then we're getting into Joey, which I've never uh, seen. <laughs> no one has. That's why it ne- yep. it didn't so, exist. <laughs> I was just watching Master of None season one. Yeah. And there's a lot about like getting that swimmer money. Yes. Yes. Which is pretty great. I'm yes. Like, oh God, if we all could. That I Schwimmer love money. David Schwimmer. He's fantastic. He's on, great. Uh, on the People OJ, OJ. OJ, amazing. Oh my God. Even on Friends, like his physical comedy is just, it's, it's amazing. Top notch. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. So check out Aaron's podcast. Uh, join us uh, next for next boozy. <laughs> oh, <I like laughs> the this. next boozy happy hour round table. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we will be back with a regular interview on Tuesday. As always, follow Reality Bites Pod on all the socials. It's Bites with a Y. It's always with a Y. Send your digital heart stuff, your questions, to realitybitespod at gmail.com, and we will answer them on a future episode just like this. Uh, the show is produced in partnership with Jash. Big thanks to the Talk Show Labs team over there for all their production assistance. And we will see you back here on Tuesday so you won't have to wait long. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.